1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the
0: poster said?
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
1: make you happy. Trying to make it out? because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
0: Reporting is eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. If you go to appletoncoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you will save fifteen percent this year. Again, that's AppletonCoffee.com. Use code RAE at checkout to save 15%. No way home.
1: Bring on the dancing horses. Headless and all alone. Shiver and say
2: the words of every lie you've
1: heard. Hey everybody, welcome to Season 4 of Reporting is Eligible. I guess technically Episode 2, because we did do a very special episode. Um, This season will probably have less of me singing, but, you know, all the other good stuff, so that's all good. Um, As a quick reminder to kick off the season, that Reporting is Eligible is part of the Milwaukee's Tailgate Network and on that Patreon. And that patrons, uh, at the $2 level and above, get question priority, which is important. Because by the end of last season, we were getting a lot of Patreon questions which we appreciate, Um, and we do still take Twitter and Discord questions, but if you want to actually have it answered, that is the best way to go about it. Even my brother does it. So... um uh, you also get Question Priority on the Milwaukee's Tailgate podcast, and if you go up to the $5 level, you get the mini-pods and the uh, minor league extra with Ryan and James Anderson. And, you know, every once in a while we give stuff away, like t-shirts and crap like that. So, it's fun. Um, head on over there, subscribe, like and subscribe, review us on iTunes, give us five stars, etc., etc. Enough of that nonsense. Let's get to football. Uh, so... um Joining me back for season four, I, I think in kind of an upset, honestly, Um, in-, in his house in suburban Wauwatosa, underneath a windowsill full of bobbleheads, we have...
2: Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Tell me about this. It was an upset? Well, was there money on I me mean, not coming back for another year?
1: Uh, No, but I, I always feel like you're... Yeah, you know, you actually work for like a real like newspaper than like are a real Nonsense. journalist. No um, one thinks that. And I always kind of think like a uh, Jeremy would just like go do other stuff at some point, <laughs> which would be totally legitimate and fine, um, you know. It's true. Things don't go on forever. Um, no, that's but, true. Uh, <laughs> But yes, ha- happy to have you back because, uh, you know, you're the straw that stirs the drink around here. So
2: Yes, well, I have to do something because I certainly am not the drink or the ice cubes or anything that goes in the glass. And you are catching me. Pro- this is probably not a good time for me to be here, given that it's preseason. <laughs> so, like, am I paying attention to the Packers? Yes, I am. Am I paying deep attention to the Packers? No. Is, is there a Brewer game on as we're recording this? Yes. yes. It's going to be a huge challenge. I'm going to be very much useless for you for the next several weeks, but... Uh, We'll, we'll ease into it. We'll get there by mid-September. I might have a cogent point or two. It'll be nice.
1: I do feel like one of the reasons you do the podcast is actually to get yourself ready for football for your real job. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Like, oh, yeah,
2: I'll nod and pretend like I know exactly what you're talking about, and then I'll turn that into content later. It, it works out really well for me, actually.
1: Yeah, it does. Good synergy. And uh, and also joining us back for Season 4, uh, full founding members, uh, everybody back for this one. We have... What's happening,
0: everybody? My name is Matt, but you can call me Matabh. Pack Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble Rouser. Matt, now,
1: good to see you. It's been I, a while. I,
0: while Jr. is thrown around his metaphors, I, I want to know: Are you guys aware of the poet Billy Collins?
1: Uh, no, no,
0: I'm not. For, former poet laureate. He has a, a Phil former called, poet laureate. Okay. Um, he has Highbrow. a poem called Litany, making fun of using mixed metaphors for like love language. So Jr. to yes. quote Billy Collins: You are the bread and the knife the crystal goblet and the wine you are the white apron upon the baker and the marsh birds suddenly in flight
2: i I truly don't know what to say to that (laughs) i'm I'm speechless thank you i think think Uh, all i was thinking is is billy collins related to tom collins after whom a drink is actually named that's all i was thinking in that moment but uh i i i appreciate being your bread and your knife matab that's that's very meaningful to me thank you
0: i'm glad you enjoyed that it's also, like I, I can probably quote three poems total. And that's yes. <laughs> you. You do contain multitudes, though. You've got
2: the Madden, you've got the memes, and you've got poet laureates. Of I, course, I like
0: to say that I know
1: a little bit about a lot.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true.
2: That makes for good podcasting. Mm-hmm. It really does.
1: Also, we learned about plays right before we got on too. We learned, <laughs> we learned about Dragon, so I'm happy. I don't. I don't really well, do. I don't do plays, and every so time the, I can.
0: The, the story behind that is people are freaking out over Kenny Pickett. They're like, oh, he had this great performance and he was throwing slant flat. And the name of slant flat is Dragon's Dragon. Yeah. And
1: Justice Muscato was tweeting about it and I turned it into a D's Nuts joke. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. You have mul- <laughs> You do contain multitudes, but they always come back to the D's Nuts joke.
2: <laughs> that's so true. And, and I, thinking Dragon, I'm immediately thinking about the new Game of Thrones series that is on HBO. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, we're all over the place here. Indeed we are. All is right. it good? Is it good? It, uh you know, I've only seen half of the first episode and I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Okay. I was very happy to be back in that world. Uh, I unfortunately didn't have time to finish it, so I'm very eager to Well, neither
1: will George R.R. Martin, so that's fine.
2: <laughs> right, cool. yes, that's true.
1: He <laughs> okay. and I, he and I have that in common.
0: I recently started the boys for the first, time. Well, everyone's been telling me for years to watch that. It's great. Watch that. Yeah, the boys is, is really,
1: show. really good. It is the kind of, uh, it's, I'm not good at, at, uh, at dark people for too long. I need a. I mm. uh, I can only, I'm bad at watching serialized drama for that reason. It starts to make me depressed. And like every show, not, not every show is the boys specifically, which it does a good job of it. Um, but, uh, um, I can't do that for too long. Uh, the boy, but I will say this: the the comic book of the boys is also really good. They did a great job on the show, like fantastic translation from one one media to another. It's really good. Anyway, welcome
0: to reporting is eligible. Your favorite media. <laughs> this is this, so. is
1: this is very on on brand for totally for banter. We're in, in mid season form already, guys. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right, should we actually talk about football that doesn't count? Um, I'm right scrambling.
2: Well. I'm scrambling my brain right now for a good. segway speaking of superheroes who blow up faces (laughs) the the perfect
0: the perfect staying on brand i'm gonna mention the rundown we have actually already knocked out a paragraph of the rundown
1: yeah so true we're we're on pace uh yeah because one of the paragraphs is banter (laughs) etc
0: it literally says intros banter (laughs) etc
2: Well, we've got the et cetera down. We've we've gotten through that. We mm-hmm. can probably start talking about,
1: Let's I don't know, that. wide receivers or something. So, yeah. First, of all, before we do that, like um, h- now that we've had two preseason games and there's some clarity around the roster a little bit. How are you guys feeling about the, the team going into this year? Um, are, are Super confident, um, sort of confident or like think they'll be disappointing in some way. Um, Matt, you can go first. You actually watch stuff. <laughs> I was gonna nice let to Jr art. go first. Okay. so
0: um, I don't know, man. I think I think the team is—they're uh, always gonna be a contender. Like they brought back the defense, and Aaron Rodgers gonna do Aaron Rodgers things. I do think that they are going to underachieve versus the uh, hype around them, but I still think that they're more than a double-digit win team. Handily win the division go to the playoffs and
1: probably lose in the NFC championship. (laughs) uh, Jerry, you can go third. So um, once Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari came off the pup list, uh, I'm now stupid optimistic. Um, (laughs) I I think that they are one of the best teams in football. I think they had holes and they still have a couple holes, but um, now I think that they're just awesome juggernauts. And uh, I think that they've actually had a really, really good preseason and uh, the off season was kind of brilliant in how they attacked their weaknesses. So I'm uh, I'm feeling really good about them and looking forward to the first couple games quite a bit for that reason.
0: Have you kept up on any of the like litany of player podcasts in the last two weeks? Um, no. <laughs> okay, so Rogers has done a bunch of podcasts. Everyone's talked about at least one of them. Um, oh, I look, saw that Bob, one. <laughs> Bob Tunyon did a podcast. I think he was on Bussin' with the Boys. Um, And he talked about how he stayed in Green Bay for his entire rehab and was like traveling with the team and on the sidelines and stuff. And he talked about a loss of identity. He said that by the playoffs, the Packers weren't like the week two Packers. They were some other team that kind of like was high on their own supply and weren't doing the things that they were good at because they weren't playing like themselves. I think that if that's true, and they can maintain their backerdom. I don't know <laughs> the, the mojo. I, I think that, yeah, like I'll remain optimistic, but I'm just, I'm tired of getting real sad. <laughs> but,
2: I, uh, I, oh, like, I was going to go, gonna go tell ahead, where JR. I stand in, in my limited knowledge, of course. Uh, you know, I, I'm not as optimistic about Bakhtiari and I mean, Jenkins, I guess I have no reason to be pessimistic, but the Bakhtiari thing's just taken so long that you know, is it going to be the same? Like, I, I, I can't imagine he is going to be exactly the same. And then I don't know if I trust what they've got right now with, with depth. Like they've got a lot of possibilities, you know, like maybe Newman is good. And then he has a bad practice. Maybe he's not Uh Sean Ryan, you know, Ryan, maybe he's good. Maybe he's not, you know, like, I don't feel like they have it, have it down exactly. I mean, if bacteria and jackets come back. Yeah, of course. Who, who who wouldn't be optimistic about this team to have seemingly a playmaker at every, at every spot on the field, maybe with the exception of safety and kicker. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like I, 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 I am a, I'm a person who loves the big guys as most people know. Yep. And uh, I just, I don't trust the big guys yet, but part of that is that, you know, you're rocking so many rookies and second year players. Like you just got to see them do it. And then once, once you can see it, then obviously I'll change my mind. I'm sure.
1: Yep. Ho- hopefully I can, I can bring it around by the time we get there. But yeah, uh... I guess the best place to start is probably receiver because if they have a big weakness, it's probably going to be there. Um, they losing Devonte Adams, we shouldn't really understate. He's one of the be- five best receivers in football. He led the league in target share for his team last year. Um, and they also lost Marquez Feltas Kentling, um, who was debatably their second most important receiver, debatably not. Um, but, uh, they, I think have handled this pretty well. And I think that, uh, the the Romeo Dubs sort of ascension has helped put that to rest a little bit because um I think if you're looking at just as like uh, is Alan Lazard going to be able to take a lot of targets and is Randall Cobb going to be able to stay alive and healthy and um Sammy Watkins do anything that's a lot of question marks but if you get immediate production from one of the rookies that's That's good depth right there. Now you've got a lot of pieces to work with. So um, Romeo has been the talk of camp, obviously, but how are you guys feeling generally about the receivers so far that we've seen?
2: I think similar to offensive line, I I still don't trust it. I don't trust the depth there. Just the idea that Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are maybe the first two options, you know, gives me a little bit of pause. And and, I mean, Dubs like Romeo Dobbs is, you know I don't I don't know what the expectation ultimately is do people think he's like a pro bowl caliber rookie I mean I think that's wildly unrealistic I he's made a lot of mistakes in addition to making a lot of wild plays you know, I think yeah. and 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 that's primarily like the preseason games which aren't everything you know clearly in practice he's he's popped and that's great but you know, I don't, is Christian Watson even going to be like fully up to speed by the time the season starts? And if not, like, I, I feel like that could be a pretty big setback. I feel like it could be several weeks before you see him truly contributing on a high level. And then who else oh, What's is there? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I, am not worried about it. Like on a, on a necessarily a game to game matchup basis. I, I think, I think the Packers will be able to make it work because they'll use their running backs in the passing game a whole ton and they'll figure out how to get some tight ends involved. And maybe Tyler Davis doesn't drop the ball when it's thrown to him. But uh,
1: <laughs> hopefully um,
0: speaking yeah. of running backs in the passing game, Paul caught a lot of shit in the off season for saying that AJ Dillon was a better receiver than Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, I did. I, I stand hey, by that, but yeah, right. I
0: don't, dis- I don't disagree with the take. It's the problem is, is people are remembering when we first started using Aaron Jones as a receiver and he was getting manned up against running backs.
1: Against and, linebackers?
0: Or yeah, sorry. Man, yeah, man, manned <laughs> up against linebackers. He, there's running backs on the other side. Uh, yeah, he's getting manned up against linebackers, and like, oh, look, he can run a wheel. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> Again. Um, yes, and he, he took a step back last year. He was still okay, but um, I wish he would have finished off that San Francisco catch a little bit better. Um, I just, uh, even if the rookies don't pop as starters... I really, really like the fact that they're not helpless. Like, I think my big worry going into the season was that both Dubs and Watson would just be unplayable, um, which is always possible with rookie receivers. Even if they're even if they're really good, they'll often start the season with like a a thirty target season where they get like one or two catches a game, and that's that spells a lot of Cobb and Lazard. And um, I don't think they're going to do that. I think that they. Like at least with Dubs, he's been good enough that he'll mix in and get like 50 targets this year, and and that makes them hard to cover because now you can put a lot of creative formations out there. Um, you can uh, mix and match him outside and in the slots, and uh, you're not going to just be relying on like Alan Lazard slot, um, you know mesh plays for the whole stupid game, uh, or Randall Cobb staying healthy. Uh, I I think it really really helps the offense a ton, and I do think. Uh, Christian Watson, I, I would say this is maybe just a feeling so far, but I've I have watched now way way too much Christian Watson college tape, and done way way too much crap with his college statistics, and I think he might be really good, and uh, that's still speculative. He hasn't played Jack, um, but uh, with Dubs there is kind of the the floor of those guys. Uh, I think that you've got some ceiling to work with there too. And I think the fact that he's already sort of popped in practice a little bit after two days is a really good sign for him. He, J.R.'s right. He probably won't be a big part of the offense right away. Um, there's m- t- many, many guys ahead of him, and like midseason's probably the earliest where that starts to happen. But uh, I like that we've seen a lot out of them already. I hate that Juwan Winfrey keeps getting Aaron Rodgers' love. That does bother me. I'm annoyed by that because he's just a guy. He should go away. I'm glad Danny so, Davis went away today. That was a good Before
0: time. before we get too far away, um for those who weren't around for you going through the wing tee offense that is NDSU, why <laughs> do you think why do you think that Christian Watson is as good as he is? All
1: right, all right, all right. So that, that's a fair point. Um so they're a dumb team. And uh it, I think it's a well they're a dumb team in terms of um uh, they're dumb and they're smart. So here's the thing. NDSU is a a lower division um, NFL prep school. That's fundamentally what they are. If you have a problem where you don't go to a major Division I college a- and then you it is learned that you can still play in the pros, that you're good enough, that's a good place to go. Um, they have the eye of scouts. They have put a lot of quarterbacks, skill position players, offensive linemen in football. That's where Trey Lance went. Um, and... Um, he, is, he is kind of one of those in, in a good way. Uh, Christian Watson was very short when, when he went to college, <laughs> and, and then he became very tall and, and very fast and a super good athlete. Uh, he wasn't really recruited that heavily because he was a late bloomer in terms of his physical development. So right away, you have a good reason that he's at a small school, it, that he's not a criminal, he's not, uh, he's not stupid, He is a 38-wonderling guy, he's not stupid at all, um, and so there's good reasons he's at a small school. Um, now, the other thing about them is they're loaded, and they literally run their offense to put everybody on display, not just Christian Watson. So um, he had limited snaps. I think he had 40 receptions or something like that over the course of his final season there, which is nothing. But it also led the team by 20. <laughs> so they run the ball a ton. They win most games 50 to nothing. There's a couple other good teams that that make them struggle. But um, he did dominate targets for a team full of division two all-stars to some extent (laughs) and uh the numbers he put up there are silly and they are they compare one of his closest physical comps is randy moss he is actually not a good comp for guys like julio jones and uh, megatron because he weighs less they're they're like well hey yeah
0: remember i found i found the best comp for him
1: Uh, I don't remember what that was. Tyrell is one of them. I don't know. uh, Javon Javon Walker. Walker. Javon Walker is also, yeah. He's like a
0: pound for pound Javon Walker.
1: He is. Yes. Also Javon Walker, but he's really close to Moss. And I think Moss is actually a pretty good comp because Moss, uh, he went, obviously went to Marshall. Um, they only became a D one school in his final season. He, he was also a lower division player that just dominated. Um, his numbers are not completely Mossian because he didn't have Chad Pennington throw him, to him 50 times a game, but his rate stats are kind of like Moss. They are um, kind of the same yards per catch, the same catch percentage, and he just scored touchdowns all the time. Uh, if you take his aggregate stats playing for NDSU, even with bad quarterbacks, even as a freshman, um, they, they stack up with best college seasons of all time. Uh, along with all of that, he's apparently extremely smart, um, he is a good blocker playing for that run-friendly team. He should fit into the team and get himself on the field doing that. Uh, Romeo Dubs, like J.R. mentioned, his problems earlier. He He's not a good blocker. He wasn't a good blocker at Nevada. Um, he he still is missing blocks in preseason games. And, you know, he's been good as a receiver. He's a good route runner. He's open all the time. But um, missing blocks will get you benched in this offense. So, um, Watson's ceiling is higher as high as anybody else in this draft. And, you um, he is catching on very quickly. I think you will start to see that pretty quickly as games start up. It's a shame you missed time, but that's that's what it is. Um he's he's awesome. All right,
2: I'm sold. Okay. I'm sold that they're gonna be uh they're gonna be all right. Yeah. At receiver. And you know,
1: I adjusting for lower division is hard, but I do I do my Raps stat that's a combination of ROPS and Raz, I actually had to track down a bunch of numbers for them because it's not tracked as well at north dakota state and he was the best combo of anybody uh, that was drafted this year even Jamison williams so um i also like to see that
2: and what about this uh amari rogers revolution that we're seeing (laughs)
1: um i I, okay i I don't want to i don't want to be too harsh on amari because he does look he looks noticeably slimmer and he looks faster I'm not quite sold on him being good yet. Um, he he still struggled on special teams, and he had that touchdown in the first preseason game where he caught it along the sidelines and juked a guy and dove and hit the pylon, and that was nice. But uh, and Danny like, Davis did that too. He did, and it, that's doing that against like third stringers. Um, and he he didn't like pull away from guys. You know, he just barely made it. The, the first juke was good. I like the first juke. But he still doesn't look super fast to me. I am still not sold on Amari Rogers, and he still is not um impressing on special teams. He looks better. He hasn't been useless. He's he's been okay. He's caught caught with thrown to him. Um, but I, I don't like that pick and probably never will unless he just blows the doors off of everybody. Oh.
0: Uh, so with them putting him in the backfield in practice, and like, uh, oh okay. uh, um, I, I looked it up. Randall Cobbs. So if, if he's gonna do the Randall Cobb backfield thing. Randall Cobb's yard per carry from 2014 on is 3.2 yards a carry. Yeah, so he had two seasons where he was double digits, and it has artificially inflated his yards per carry. But it's it's, it's um,
1: cratered since then. Yeah,
0: and using a someone who's a comparable athlete to 32 year old uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah, probably not good.
1: I like I'll take the creativity there, but. Um... I don't know. I, I, I do feel like they keep trying to force him and they try to keep trying to make him happen. And I don't appreciate that.
2: I will be and kind of one of the recurring themes, I think, will be figuring out what role special teams decisions play. I'm, I'm probably putting the cart before the horse here, but guys like Dallin Levitt, who's injured and, and Tyler Davis, who hasn't shown well. And, and Amari Rogers, it is I think there's going to be just a greater emphasis on what they can do for special teams. And as this these roster decisions get made. There's just going to be, I think, a greater emphasis. You don't hire Rich Pasaccia and then not give him the ingredients he wants to work with. So, yeah, um, I, I I find myself thinking about that a little bit more. Like, I, I don't obviously it's always a consideration, but I think it's it's more so
1: this year. And, well, it uh, has me
0: worried about Ty Summers. Uh, yeah,
1: worried. <laughs> <clears throat> Yet yeah. worried how that he will make the team. Yeah, Ty Summers oh. is
0: a was a core special teamer the last how two years. Yeah. Um, He's Ty Summers. For those who don't know, is a plus 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 athlete. He he's is, like a nine nine Raz guy, but he has T Rex arms. He
1: does have T Rex arms.
0: Um, he has thirty one inch arms, which yeah. the average linebacker is like thirty four inch arms. So his wingspan is six inches shorter than it should be.
1: And he does just <laughs> he just bounces off people.
0: <laughs> he's 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 an armless missile.
1: He's the guy in Tech Mobile who gets hit by um, Kevin Mack and just goes flying fifty feet out of bounds. <laughs> That's that is what Ty Summers is. He's not good. So
2: before we move on from receivers, we got to talk about your boy, Samori Torre yeah. from Nebraska. It's it's not looking great. It's
1: oh. not. It's not. I'm not sure he's going to make it. He is, a, I think, a good practice squad candidate and will probably land there. I, just, I wish he had that one bomb down the sideline in the rain. And I, if he catches that, I think the narrative around him changes because he is a game special teams player. And he is, I, I think, he's done pretty well in practice. But um there's just so many receivers now it's going to be hard to keep him and everybody else like they're not going to keep eight um it'll be if they keep seven that'll be shocking and I, that probably gets him out so uh kind of too bad and he did he, i, I w- he returned kicks and punts one of the two i can't remember in college and did a pretty good job of it i wish they'd give him a shot um there's been too much amari rogers there and if <laughs> like uh, i wonder if that'll change with watson too because he also is well- a kick returner but like, Tori especially with do that,
0: but especially with the early reports out of camp where Versace was like yelling at, at uh, um, Roger. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I just don't want to remember this human being, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when in
2: doubt, there's enough of them that you can just default yeah. to saying Rogers when you're thinking about Packers. Well, park. that's like
0: up until about five years ago. If there was like a weird NFL statistic, you could always guess Brett Favre and have like a good <laughs> shot at getting yeah. it. True. Like, so prior to Tom Brady, uh, there, the NFL record for catches over the age of 40 is like 112. Second place is one. Who is it? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> now I think Tom Brady has two, so he's he's uh, in second place now, but yeah.
1: I'm kind of mad um, about it. Like, I do understand them not keeping Samari Touré, but like, I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers liking shitty receivers. Like, I, I'm I'm just sick of it. Like, he doesn't have to do Jake Kumaro with one guy per year. That doesn't have to happen. And... Like, now he's done it with Juwan Winfrey, and everybody's like, oh, Winfrey's making the team. And it, that shouldn't happen. He shouldn't make the team. He's not any good. Um, but I think he probably will. <laughs> like, he's gotten a lot of targets, and that also forces maybe better guys off. So I'm sick of, <laughs> sick oh. of Aaron's crap on that.
2: Well, I also wonder how much of it is performative. And and that's been an ongoing theme with the the Green 19 podcast. My colleagues at the, at the Journal Sentinel and PackersNews.com, mm-hmm. Tom Silverstein, Cassidy Hill, Ryan Wood. I'm just going to plug, you know, get the full plug in there. Uh, They've been talking about Tom in particular has been talking about Aaron Rodgers, sort of endorsement and and the way that he, you know, rides certain guys with the sort of overriding ethos of if if he's yelling at you, that's good. That means he wants to be better. It's when he's not paying attention to you, that's a problem, but has it become performative for him? And that's baked into the whole, Everything about Aaron Rodgers at this point, which is which is a whole separate can of worms. And we may open that can of worms. We we will open that can of worms Uh at some point, if not tonight. But uh, it's hard. to. I don't know if I can understand what he's going for anymore. You know, is he saying Jawan Winfrey is awesome and I want that guy to make the team or is he saying I'm going to praise this guy so that the guys who I know I'm going to be relying on work harder and and do more to try to gain my affection and attention you know yeah. previously i didn't have that thought but several years have gone by and the aaron rogers experience has led me to believe that nothing can be taken quite at face value <laughs> aaron so rogers
1: uh, has corrupted jr's innocent spirit about how people are
2: <laughs> i really did believe he was the smartest guy in the room you know like for a lot of years oh. and, and he's still <laughs> i think anytime he walks into a room he's close to the smartest guy in the room but now i think he maybe uses his
1: powers for evil yeah <laughs> and you, you make a good point that he is manipulative. Um. It, if he hadn't done things like praise Jay Kumaro in the past to an absurd degree, that maybe he was mad about, I would maybe go in for that. Um, but it's also mean to Juwan Winfrey to do that. If that's the case, like, <laughs> yes. to, to to use him to set up other people to succeed is also not nice. So I also don't like that. Uh,
0: Wouldn't but, it be funny though if like Rogers gets done talking at the lectern about Juwan Winfrey and goes over to one of his buddies like that dude
1: sucks. <laughs> Indeed. So before we go to offensive line, real quick. Um uh, preseason games are hard to watch because like just raw stats don't tell you jack and it's hard to evaluate who's actually doing well and who's just there for garbage time cleanup to absorb hits. Um worth noting on, on Romeo that I think the hype is real here. He is getting a higher percentage of throws on his targets than any other rookie receiver. And those, th- that's kind of the currency of a good rookie. Like that means you're getting open. Uh, that's what draws throws to you. And uh, that's above everybody else um, who is playing. And uh, that's, that's a great sign for him. So um, I think that one is, is legit and he'll see a lot of time as a result.
2: All right. Offensive line, my favorite part of the program. Yeah. Big guys. Yeah. Uh... I, I you I know you said you're you're feeling more confident about David Bakhtiari and, yeah. and Elton Jenkins. That's Most, great. Mostly
1: Elton, but it's it was yeah, a nice bonus for Bach to come off the pup.
2: It seems like there's a chance he plays week one. I don't know if that's realistic with the turf in Minnesota. That's where you want a, a knee injury guy to make his first uh you know, his first regular season return. I, I have high high doubts that Bakhtiari starts the season, but I mean it's only four weeks on pup, so I mean, I don't think they would they would have activated him. I mean, the, the roster spot is gold. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think they activate him if they think he's, you know, not gonna be ready for week three yeah. or week two. I think
1: week two. Um I think that's when you'll see him. And I, I actually agree with you about Minnesota. Um and one of the good things about the Vikings this year is that they don't really have a pass rush, so it is a good week to to give your backups a shot. You're not going to really be victimized by anybody there. They're all secondary and nothing up front. Uh, it's a it lines up really well for them. But you're right, like they took them off. If they didn't think they were going to play at least by week three, they would have kept them on and kept the roster spot. And so that's great. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> Sorry, awesome. I'll-
0: all secondary and nothing up front sounds like an acapella band,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, like straight no chaser,
1: like <laughs> like sort of the chorus line version of an acapella band. Yeah, that was that's thing. become
2: our thing where we mention how something we say ends up being a band name. That's become a new that's the Andy Schaff of of season three and a half to four of Reporting as Eligible.
0: I mean, that's that's a thing I have literally done for I don't know fifteen years. Like yeah, referring to something yes. as a band name. I, yeah, think, I think you're not alone. That's the thing. That's my exile
1: band name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So I think all secondary was all secondary. No front. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> don't even remember the name of the band.
1: Mostly. I just think like it looked like a terrible, not a terrible weakness, but it looked like it was going to be an average line at best before those two guys came back. Like they have not played greats in the preseason. They have a lot of question marks around quite a few positions and, uh, like, those guys as depth instead of starters is just way better. So th- that's why I'm, like, super high on him now. And I think now that we, we can lean on this as a strength instead of a weakness. So way, 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 way better. Because Sean Ryan looks, like, maybe kind of bad. And Zach Tom looks, like, um, looks very small. <laughs> not a big guy. Probably not Jerr probably not a fan of Zach Tom because Zach Tom is a teeny, tiny offensive lineman
0: play that guy at tight end and i become a huge fan
1: i
2: just yes. find you <laughs> to
0: uh zach tom is actually tight end four in madden
1: <laughs> as he uh, as he should so, be
0: so if you if you line up in a jumbo formation he he takes the tight end four spot because the packers don't have a fullback um and it's a three tight end formation he actually has a higher speed rating than mercedes lewis <laughs> uh-huh
1: well that, i mean Yes. <laughs> I mean <laughs> most most players have a higher speed rating than Mercedes. Who- also
0: his his number is 50. Like if we are going to continue to watch him on the offensive line, we need to change his number. I mean, not necessarily. I think it's all it's it. all going to be a mess this year. We got single digit receivers. It's all. over. But I think the, I think the fact that he's an offensive lineman who looks like a linebacker and has a linebacker number is like really messing with my head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I'm going to get it's going to mess with my head to have a Sean Ryan, Zach, Tom, you know, Royce Newman is still a name that I'm trying to commit to memory. I mean, oh, there's
0: going to be two Slayton's. Yeah, oh yeah. I, Too many Slatons.
2: At first, early on, people started talking about Chris Slayton. I'm like, you got you're so dumb. You spelled his last name wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, so we, we're gonna have to work through
0: this because cause Chris Slayton's gonna make the team. So we're gonna
2: really have to work through this.
0: <laughs> so on, on the subject of offensive line, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you two tweets and I want you guys to tell me which one oh, no. takes place today okay. and which one takes place a year ago. Okay. Okay. Coach Matt LaFleur said that left tackle David Bakhtiari is doubtful. Oh, no. It is not a setback. It's all part of the process and the return from his ACL. Tweet number two. Bakhtiari is not practicing after two days on the field. It is part of his ramp up and not a setback. Well, the second one is from today. Yes, it is. But isn't it interesting that the wording is exactly the same? And the last one was from November of last year.
1: It is. It is. It's just that. If not for the pup having a cost, I would be more skeptical than I am. Right, that's the thing. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe they're doing some kind of crazy. Let's challenge David by taking him off the pup, which I don't think is mm-hmm. a thing. Not that for you the would roster do. spot, yeah, because <laughs> no. you really put yourself in a corner doing that. But uh, I mean, they made it so easy to use the pup
2: by bringing it back to yeah. four games. That could have really easily they could have taken advantage of that with him, and they did with Kylan Hill. So uh, I, I'm su- I'm surprised honestly that he is not on that list and I, they got I, I'm week two I mean, really really like week two has got to be when they think he's gonna play.
1: Yeah, I think that is true. Um, but so like once they're back, it's it's Elton and Buck and then Josh Myers and J R J and someone else. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's a good line. Probably Zach Tom. Probably I think probably Zach Tom, but. It's not Zach Tom yet. That's why I still leave it a bit open. That's I mean that's still Royce's Kate... position at the at the moment. Correct? Yes. It's just that's the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst. Jake Hansen's the worst.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fair. Jake Hansen's <laughs> the worst. Royce Newman is slightly better. I compared it to saying that McDonald's is better than eating at a gas station. Yeah. I mean, neither is a great choice, and you're probably going to end up disliking yourself. I
1: did want to ask Matt this specifically because I am not good at offensive line, but uh, my my understanding is conventionally guards are bigger than tackles because yes. they're in the middle and zach tom um can he play guard is that a thing that can actually happen? so
0: they had zach tom playing left guard they did today it's with up-
1: the twos yeah um
0: zach tom's biggest weakness is his anchor against a bull rush and that's like all you're gonna see <laughs> like right like- there's, not gonna, there's not gonna be a lot of moves going against the guard other than stunts.
1: And if people are wondering why we're talking about Zach Tom at all, he has allowed no pressures in the preseason. He's been very good, yeah. very agile. He has made the best use of his athleticism, but he's undoubtedly small. So, so um, that's... Well, in terms
0: of athletic comparison, comparison, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> athletic comparison.
0: Oh, sorry, I have tapioca brain early in the season this year. Um, athletic comparison. He's like a Jason Spriggs. Like he's a plus plus athlete. He is. But his brain... Actually connects to his body, instead of having to use dial-up internet to talk to his
1: body. All good, but like, you know. But here's the thing: like, we have Yosh Naiman who plays tackle is also a Raz superstar. Um, But we never even consider playing at tackle. I think mostly because he lacks anchor and size. So what's different about Zach Tom that we're actually considering this versus a guy like Yosh?
0: Maybe because we have seen. Nyman not, not learn to anchor. Oh, and we enough. have yet to see Tom not learn to
1: anchor. <laughs> that's as good an answer as, as any, I suppose. Also,
0: how come we're not talking about Caleb being literally the biggest dude walking around in the NFL? <laughs> um uh, Like he he lost thirty pounds to still be the biggest guy on the roster.
1: I think I think he's fun, but I think we all think he's not very good. I think that's your answer, right?
0: Like, speak he's, for yourself. <laughs> Damn. Well, it's it's like when you when you take some guy from like Germany or Latvia, and you're like, I can teach this freak beast to play football. Like that's what they're doing with Caleb Jones. Uh, yeah,
2: I haven't bought a jersey in a while, guys. It's been probably four or five years, but I'm willing. I'm willing. Maybe we'll see. We'll see where Caleb Jones goes. But that's uh got got my eye on that one. That's a, that's a good number.
1: I think that is a good one. All right. Should we move on to other positions, or should we talk about what, how Jake Hansen sucks some more?
0: <laughs> Jake Hansen's so bad. Also, I made a Melrose place by the reference. Way,
1: real quick, Caleb Jones just so Matt, Matt's point is driven home. He is six and seven eighths and three hundred and seventy pounds.
0: So um, he was he he lost thirty pounds after his pro day. So he's he's walking around to 340. a
1: three forty. 340, well that's good, that's very good.
0: And so. when you when you look at him, he he doesn't look three forty. He looks like a basketball player. It's yeah. weird.
1: But he is giant, that is true. Legend. But I so that.
0: I made a I made a Melrose Place reference in the APC Slack today related to Jake Hansen. No one got it. No, no, that's because it he was a, he was a character on Melrose Place and yeah. he he sucked. <laughs>
1: See, that's why no one's talking about it. the multitudes. <laughs> yes. The multitudes are showing themselves. Um, no one watched. Melrose I was,
0: Place. I was I was
1: raised by a soap opera fan. I apologize. That's fine. I watched a lot of 90210 for no good reason.
2: Now, now, was Melrose Place a spinoff of 90210 or yes, just a parallel? It was a, it was a sequel.
1: Okay, it was it's a, a sequel. No, it's a spinoff. Uh, One of them moved there for a while, What if the 90210. Was it Shannon Doherty? I don't think it was. I think it was maybe Jenny Garth. I don't know. Okay. I, I, okay. Got, I got nothing. Sorry. Oh, man. People are yelling at us right now, they like this is knowing annoying. exactly
2: who the person is that
1: was spun off. Wasn't The Heights also a spinoff? Uh, yeah because oh no it wasn't it just had that it, it had Ray uh it was the never mind actor crossover not spinoff sorry sorry I brought it up <laughs> I promise not to heights, use heights isn't well, that like a reality show no 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 so... so it was it was a not spinoff of 90210 as my brain just figured out and it was about a band and they actually had like a charting hit which was how do you talk to an angel um oh and, yeah um and uh that that's show, not their song that show is terrible so
2: uh, the hills is what i was thinking of okay. as a pseudo reality scripted but not really scripted show gotcha. um edge
1: depth yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> just reading the rundown um, yeah
2: hey let's yeah when in doubt when we've gone into uh, melrose place and it's associated spinoffs just go to the rundown uh Rashawn gary and preston smith are good yes correct but that's not what it says that's my assumption uh, and analysis
1: yes
0: uh, no, it says it's it but, says Rashawn Gary and Preston are good. Oh no, it does good. say that. Oh, oh shit. Rashawn Gary and
2: Preston are good. <laughs> are good. That's Come incredible. Uh. I swear I wasn't reading that verbatim. But after that, question mark. Um yeah, that's really okay. So after that, we have Kingsley, JJ, and Gabare.
0: I've I've been referring to him as Egondiliere. Wait, it, It's it's Enag,
2: it's it's Nagbarre, is it not? i mean this is not the podcast for proper no it's really not just uh no. look it's still guys, probably team, not yosh nyman but whatever like i digress i believe
0: but look to this day i still can't pronounce yannis last name so like i don't think that we can go wide on that but so just, just so think, think of it is d's baby so, adenacumbo so, okay so it's, it, fine. Aten, nope, it's nope, fine nope it's fine nope, i can't i can't do it so uh, Kingsley, formerly Kingsley, now JJ. Prefers JJ. Prefers JJ. E- Egon Delieri yeah. has been very good
1: in the preseason. <laughs> yes, Scott Got <yes>. Spengler. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, Paul, why do you think he's weird?
1: Oh, um, almost all good edge rushers, uh, are high-ras guys. Like, almost without fail. And he's not. He's like a five or something like that. Um, but he was... Awesome in college. Now, um, a lot of times, late in the draft, you'll take a guy who is, like, uh, good, not great, good in college with, like, a low RAS, and see if you can get something out of him. Enigbari uh, was the second best pass rusher by most metrics in all of college football last year behind Aiden Hutchinson. Um, he was second in pressure rate. He was second in hurries, a lot of other things. He didn't convert them all to the sacks, which is one of the reasons that he fell as far as he did, along with his score, scores, athleticism, but... He's a weird, advanced technique edge prospect, and uh, that's what he's shown to be on the Packers. Uh, he is uh, really developed in his move set and in his agility and getting around guys. He uh, uh, there's a good I, I don't I should have written down who had it. He had a great move where he just like ducked under a guy and then that guy just fell down because he didn't expect Enigbari to do it and got a sack out of it or a hurry out of it, um, and. He's been, I think, way better than anybody expected. He has climbed the depth chart very fast. The Packers, other people are bad, so that's not that surprising. But, um, he m- like mediocre athletes don't usually pan so, out for this, and he looks awesome.
0: Something that's super goofy about about his his ras, which yep. I'm looking at now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has an elite vertical. He does, but not. <laughs> <laughs> But like he's bad, he's like bad, straight up bad at the shuttle and the three cone. He has an okay broad, but you know, who like so, RAS numbers wise is very different, then but in terms of like raw numbers, so like he ran a uh, 487, yeah, and this person I'm comparing him to ran a 491, okay. Um, JJ is 258, this guy was 261. Mm -hmm. Uh, the broad for JJ was was nine foot nine broad for this other guy was 906 uh three cone for JJ is 751 which is quite a bit better than this other guy 78 uh Michael Sam <laughs> who I'm comparing him to all right Michael Michael Sam a like minus athlete yes he was who was a technician yeah one, one uh, that's who I was going at. but yeah Michael Sam every time I look him up was a worse
1: athlete than I remember <laughs> he was not a good athlete he was that's why he didn't pan out um, but, and i think has been very good so far. And, um, the vertical is weird. That's legit strange. <laughs> but well, uh, so
0: there, there are, there are tricks to do in the vertical. Like when they measure how high your hands are, you can depress your scapula and get an extra two inches out. But he has a 36 inch vertical. Yeah. Like you can't cheat over a 30.
1: Nope. No, you can't. Um, got little trampolines in his shoes. In any case, <laughs> um, one of their big weaknesses was edge depth. And I think his ascent up the chart and his, uh, frankly, just impressive play in preseason helps, helps give me some, uh, some confidence there that if one of those guys does miss some time, they won't be totally sunk. And, you know, For the Packers, missing edge depth I don't think is as important as a lot of other teams because they can get pass rush from Kenny in the middle, especially if Kenny has actual help on other side of him. Um, And with good, I think finally good middle linebackers, um, it just helps to free things up on the outside more than it has been in the past. So I think they can weather it through scheme and, you know, they got a surprise, I think, a surprise winner here in, in JJ. So very happy to see that. Makes me confident. The rest of them are trash. Jonathan Garvin's bad. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need, I, I need TIPA te- 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 to make te- the is, team. Tippa's te- okay. Can just... we talk
0: about... Jonathan Garvin is not the name of an NFL player. That's the name of the guy down the street whose lawnmower you borrow.
1: It's not I a very know. NFL name, but I don't know. Can't hold them too much against that.
2: <laughs> have, have we discussed that tip of the Iceberg is an appropriate nickname? And, and I feel like that's been rolling around my head, yeah, but more maybe like, I put that out in the world. It's more like
0: tip of the Over...
1: I like tip of the iceberg. There's more below the surface than you know. Yeah, Except I just that, mean dude, like dude,
2: I just dude, mean like a big block of dude in somebody's way. That's kind of
0: where I was going with that. But he's not though. He's the dude's rail thin. He's probably the only NFL player without an overweight BMI. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Congratulations. Um uh, yeah. I don't know if that's gonna if he's gonna be here for for me to use tip of the iceberg, but uh, I,
0: I, you know what, Jar? I truly hope he does stick around specifically just for the just pun. For the, yeah, yes. There
2: are at least four to five players each year that I want to stay on the team because a) they're huge individuals, Caleb Jones, or they make for a good <laughs> pun. So that's frequently where my my allegiance is
0: lost. Or like all time name team, like haha Clinton Dix probably stuck around longer than he should because he had a cool name. He did. Yep. Helps. Well, Ban- equanimius St. Brown can. Well, yeah, there you go. Equimania Saint Brown. But then we st- we have a different. We have Oman Ross Saint Brown. So like the the Egyptian Saint Brown name quota is, is already me. taken up.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you uh, on Hard Knocks. He uh, he got a little moment in the sun. That guy that guy's that guy's real good. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to face him. But uh, that's the way it goes. Um, speaking of good names, Shamar Jean Charles. I thought it was as- John Charles. Uh, we can go with Jean Charles. I think it's but, but listen, listen. If we go Jean, yeah. we have to go Charles. We got to go all French. Yeah, like we can't it. go half French. Let's do it.
0: So, Chema <laughs> Jean Charles. Jean Charles
2: <laughs> is having a good camp.
1: Yeah. Jr. Going Me. full peanut butter in the mouth. Chema <laughs> Jean Charles. Don't don't Chema Jean Charles. Don't don't go. On wait, the in, in the but slot. Um, my Spanish is pretty good. My French is terrible. Yeah. Um. But. So, secondary depth, also a little bit of a question mark, because the first three guys are all awesome, and then the, after that, it's been all question marks, really. Um, and he, he was a fairly high draft pick last year, and um, not very good. He struggled a lot. Um, you know, he never beat out Chandon Sullivan, who is n- not good, and not good on the Vikings right now, either, um, which is <laughs> which is good. Um, but he's been good in camp, and very good in the slot in coverage so far, um, and also... Nice to see development. Um, I, I love all this Packer development. I, I like I like seeing all these guys. Even Amari, like you know, I don't still don't think Amari's much of anything, but he was absolute trash last year, and he's at least been not trash this year. That's development. That's good. So, <laughs>
0: Someone came and put out the dumpster fire. And yeah. now
1: it's just a dumpster. <laughs> and, and not a lot of hype around Shamar because I think he is in the slot, and um, it's all backups. Um, but he's been he's been really good. So I have a lot of confidence in his ability to like come in for. Uh, You know, if Jair or Razul, whoever's playing slot, misses a game or two, that works. I think they could still be pretty good. Well, actually,
0: speaking of Razul, you know, he was doing today. Safety work. He was playing free safety. He was. Dude, that's where they're going to need him, right? They had Adrian
2: Amos, maybe Darnell Savage. And what after that? We're we're
0: assuming assuming Savage is dead. Like at this point. Uh, I can't
2: believe they cut Vernon Scott. Like, I know he's injured. I cannot believe that.
0: Well, Low- a okay.
1: super surprising move, but he was hurt,
0: right? The way he got hurt, he either tore his pack yeah, or tore his ice for a while. He's mm-hmm. done for the season. So. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, you have
2: to be right, because
0: I can't imagine this team wanting to cut bait with any safeties right now. They Look, have man, My my crush for the year, the guy that I am drinking the Kool-Aid for is Abernathy. That's all right. That's my I, like,
1: I actually am with Matt on this. I think it's worth keeping an eye on Micah Abernathy, who um, he's a.
0: Nine two Raz. We always
1: love the high Raz guys.
0: He was a superstar in the USFL. Knows for the ball, showing out in the preseason. He's just a little small. That's his.
1: Which not Savage is too. So that's yeah, fine. I just man, he's
0: six foot. He's not. Or you just mean like like bulk wait, wise?
1: Wait, yeah, is he okay. like one eighty five? He's one ninety five. Yeah, but okay, right,
2: maybe maybe that's generous even. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, he's that's that's my dark horse. Like like I remember uh, the big hype of a couple years ago was Michael Clark. Like, and everybody loved Michael Clark. I remember Michael
1: it... Clark. Man, I forgot about that guy.
0: <laughs> he retired. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so Abernathy is my, that, that's my, like, camp right. crush. T- did Tari- I think there's... Tariq oh, Carpenter I... just came back, right? He, he... he did, yes.
1: Okay. So we haven't seen much of him. That's another possibility, at least. Although... Big dude. Yeah. Um. Not sure about that, but I'm with Matt. I like Mike Abernathy a lot. He, I think he's played really well so far.
2: Any way you slice it, I think safety somebody is going to step up and be an like whether it's in his gains or Sean Davis or the guys we just said, Dallin Levitt when he's healthy, like someone is going to step up and be a very important contributor at safety this year. And heck, maybe it is, maybe it's Russell Douglas.
0: Yeah, well, JR, with your fan of puns, I have been referring to him as Abernasty. I see, yes, that's low hanging fruit, but I'll allow it.
1: (laughs) I, I do think Adrian Amos is low key like the most important guy on the team like other, you just other, say uh-huh. low key. other than Aaron dead ass <laughs> well like everybody so all of the secondary guys individually none of them are the most important player on the team because we saw Jerry get hurt and they were okay with Stokes and Razul two of them get hurt that's a different story uh, if one of the edge gets hurt I think they can weather that if anybody on the D line gets hurt even Kenny I kind of think they can be okay there and uh, the receivers are all Kind of blend the tight ends all. Well, kind of I mean, blend. the so, running backs are all kind of other than error. it's Adrian Amos. If you lose him, like it's a huge downgrade after that. <laughs> Clearly, the Brewers just did something stupid because JR is very angry. Which or nine hitter just hit
2: a three run homer to take a 4 0 lead ooh, in the second. Ouch, against in Burns,
1: against Burns.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, geez. yeah, it's been bad. And there were hey, two outs,
2: and well, there were two outs, and I guess there was a run around, but he walked a guy and then he gave up a three run homer.
1: Right.
0: A lot of ball game left. JR, nope,
2: nope, that's the ball game, that's curtains.
0: <laughs> For this offense that's curtains,
1: that, yeah. They scored four runs last night, and that was an onslaught. Yeah, that's It too is much. almost
0: 10 o'clock, and it is the second inning. They're playing in Los
1: Angeles, so they start okay. Late. I was like, why the hell are you watching this? Game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, is, I'm is not going to be watching it for long. Is it gonsolin for the Dodgers tonight? Yep, yep, yep they're yep, toast, yep. they're not going to score. They right.
2: had a chance, they had a good uh, they the uh, Mookie Bats made a game, uh, run saving catch in the second ah, inning. All right, it well, that matter. Doesn't matter. it doesn't matter, it's over. Ship it's over. Fun sailed.
1: fact,
0: shout outs to the operator of my company's case packer, his nickname is Mookie. Did not know Mookie Betts existed. Wow. All right. Well, so, okay. Um, I guess his Weird. dad kind of his dad kind of looks like Mookie Betts, and so they referred to his dad as Mookie. And then like, like a child gets the father's nickname pretty okay. commonly. Yeah. Like people call me Johnny all the time. Like in in the up. Yeah. But anyway, hmm. so interesting. I, I Before... work with a guy whose namesake is Mookie Betts, and didn't know he existed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but before we get to things like Jordan Love and Tyler Davis and crap like that, um, so are, the Packers have been bad at stopping the run for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years now since Dom Capers basically started. Um, are they going to be good this year? Uh, I think they're going to be good this year, like legit good at it, not just okay. Um, all the inside linebackers are good, and I think uh, like Isaiah McDuffie is good, and Quay looks good so far, and Jaron mm-hmm. Reed is apparently good and good at stopping the run. Uh, I I think they might actually be, like, actually not just bad, but good at this for the first time ever.
0: Well, also, like, Slayton was showing out. Slayton was
1: yeah. Uh, I was so mad at PFF. This is so st- stupid preseason garbage. But I had to do the for the first preseason game. I, I did the acne packing company right up for it. So I like that's you write it in real time. You know, there's no time to go back and look at tape or stats or anything. And I wrote in it like that's uh, not turderell Slayton, the other Slayton. Chris Slayton uh, had like the best defensive game of the night. And then the next grade PFF, he was on like their list of lowest graded players. I yeah, was like, got like a thirty-two. Thirty-two. Or I was like, well, what? That's that's garbage. Okay, I'll go back and watch it again. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch a preseason game a second time to look at a third string defensive player to see if my initial impression was right. And I was right, and they're wrong. He was really good. That was a garbage rating by them. Anyway, that guy's. That guy's. It, actually it could
0: good. be. It could be worse. Justice Mosqueda was doing cut ups of the all twenty-two of the preseason just to see who was playing special teams.
1: <laughs> that guy has uh A heroin level addiction to special teams play. God God bless him. God bless him. (laughs) Glad somebody does, and I'm glad it's not me.
2: Where is the? I'm probably cart before the horse here. Where is the surprise cut coming from this year? Like, who's the guy that everyone just assumes is going to make the team and doesn't
1: make the team? This is a tough one. But I'm Nyman. You think Nyman?
0: I just like if I was going to pick like a.
1: It's not a bad pick because (laughs) the lack of versatility does hurt him for sure. Uh, I that's, that's probably right. I'm still gonna go with Sammy Watkins. I, I think that uh All right. he is you can cut him without any damage, and they have so many receivers that they may have to make a hard decision and want to keep youth over experience, especially because he, he doesn't offer that much. He's he he's a good blocker like Lazard is, but he's you know, he's not great. You can I mean,
0: he's a burner. He's he's he's, he's Deshaun Jackson. Kind of a burner, with bad yeah. hammies. Hmm. What Sammy Watkins? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a burner. He's he a, like,
1: hasn't what, been the last couple of years. He's been well, fair. more of an underneath guy and I think there's some questions if that speed's still there.
0: Ah. I was going I was going to say he's like a I meekel mean, hardman. Guys
1: who have hammy problems sometimes have that happen to them and
0: you know uh, just put Sammy Watkins on kick returns and he'll probably just like die on the field. He probably will. You don't will. Have
1: to worry about cutting him. Yeah, but he's he's <laughs> he's my pick. I still think. It wouldn't even I don't even think that would be that big of a surprise, but that is my, Well, and
0: his his contract makes him very cuttable.
1: Very expendable. Yeah. It's it's a rough contract to have, and on a team that suddenly has a lot of competition for a receiver.
2: Yeah, I'm looking up and down this this roster, I'm having a hard time. It, it's not going to be Tunyon, is it? No, no. there's no way. no way
1: they need him. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time finding somebody that I think they would. Uh, it, it could be an offensive lineman, like, but but I don't know who else it would be if it wasn't Nyman. Yep. I, I mean, like if they caught Jake Hansen, <laughs> no one's going to bat an eye. So I I don't uh, I don't know. Tough All to right. find. I guess Mason, I guess they they could theoretically make on. Mason is but...
1: not a bad guess, actually, because there's there's no reports on him. He's not on the pup, though, so they must think he's close. Well, he, he, I think he, he is just, on the pup. Not on the
0: regular season pup, but still on the preseason, right? He was quoted today as like, I'm on track to come back soon. Week one. He's like, "I'm," I, I did a series of kicks indoors today or something like that. Okay.
1: someday it'll be mason maybe not i i
0: I truly despise the cloak and dagger aspect of the packers injuries like everything's got to be this big-ass cover-up you don't want to give
1: the opponents an advantage by knowing good people will be playing Um, yeah and and god forbid we stream
0: family night on the internet
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) now this this way they'll prep for the ocean instead of david um all right before we do questions because we're getting long here um, I did want to mention, because I, I have a reputation well-earned for hating Jordan Love and the pick and thinking he sucks, I did want to mention that he was actually legit good um, in the last preseason game, despite his stat line not being great. He he was quite accurate. He, he was great down the field. Um, I will say they gave him a better game plan because he does still suck at throwing in the flat, which is weird. It, it's the easiest throw, and he sucks at it. And he only did it once, and he missed it. Um, and in the first game, he did it five times, and he missed like three of them. So still a problem, but he was good. And he zipped the ball, and he looked a lot better. So I am—it's one game, but a little more optimistic. I think I'm most—I I really want to see him on Thursday. Well, that, that's the we, guy I'm we, looking forward to.
0: We now have real evidence on film that he's not awful. That's correct.
1: That's a good call. That's what I think we can... He can actually put a good game together, and he did. So that's good to see. He
0: had four absolute money darts that were
1: dropped. Yep, he did. His receivers did him no favors. He made a really, (laughs) really, really really nice throw to his right. I think think it was to Amari over a linebacker, between two linebackers. Um, Dropped a (laughs) dime into Romeo that he dropped just... Uh, All kinds of bad Uh, through
0: two was it Goodson? Like on the It was Goodson. It was yeah. Anyway. But that's so that was a Jordy Nelson toe tapping out of bounds catch. You can't really expect a running back to catch it. Yeah,
1: oh and he dropped that diamond to Samari too that he didn't didn't haul. And
0: then and then that led to everyone in the APC Slack chat saying wet balls over. Wet balls, wet balls.
1: (laughs) Not his fault, wet balls. All right. And last thing here. Um since Aaron has been a giant wackadoodle in the offseason uh how much of a concern do you have that he is just going to like freak out and quit or be bad because he does hallucinogenic drugs or some other nonsense that aaron comes up with
2: i personally it's not so much that he is new to this but that you realize he's probably always been this person so i think he's a back-to-back mvp and lord knows he's been a -a wackadoodle for a couple years at least so (laughs) I, I the only you know I, I wouldn't be worried about sort of any sort of I don't know like mental breakdown or anything I I'm a little I'm a, I'm curious to kind of know when football is over for him where he ends up is he gonna like go live in the mountains or something I, there there's there's maybe maybe some like long term curiosity but uh the only, I just worry about age you know like there just aren't there aren't that many guys who have had elite seasons at 39 or older there's there's Tom Brady and then there's like. One great season from Breeze, one great season from Favre after that age threshold. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's one more in there too, but like it's, it's Manning had a Tom Brady. Brady. season. Manning, yeah, Manning, yes, yes. falling off. like. There's just no comparison, like or there's there's just no data to yeah, suggest okay. that he is going to maintain what he. What he's doing but uh he's he's very special so uh so i don't know i don't I, know I like your
1: i like your very reasonable take that while he is dumb the actual problem is that he is old and that's probably yeah. more correct <laughs> than everything not dumb um he's whatever we want to eccentric eccentric uh-huh i am
0: eccentric i am zero percent concerned that the aaron Rodgers eccentricities will affect him in the year 2022 okay i believe 2023 is up in the air um I mean he won back-to-back MVPs after his ayahuasca trip to Peru. I'm like So,
1: I'm like 5%. I'm like, I don't think he'll like be bad because of the eccentricities, but I do think there is at least some chance that he just like calls it a day at some point randomly. Do you think
0: like do you guys remember when uh, Derek Carr made those comments about kneeling players and then his offensive line let three blitzers through? Yes. Do you think that there's a chance something like that happens? <laughs> Roger says something stupid and pisses off a teammate.
1: It's not impossible.
2: No, nah, this line's too young. D backs his guy, and the rest of the dudes are, are too young to do that. that they're, they're, not, uh, they're not in position. All right.
1: Let's do questions and go home. I know we're, we're all home. home. I, I understand. It's a metaphor. Goodness. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll uh, I forgot. I'm I'm the guy who reads them. You so are.
0: let's let's go. <laughs> Tear yourself Patreon. Away from it's, the terrible season
2: for game. us too yeah. No yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. All right. Patreon questions, PJ Vessels. Hi, yes. welcome back. Happy to have you all back in my ear tunnels. Uh speaking of which, I went to an Allison Chains concert last night and I am still not hearing anything very well. So um shout out to the 90s. What about special teams <laughs> most excited you this? season what about special teams most excited to this season i guess that's the preseason and not like that's previous so. season um uh, it
1: has, they have
0: they have a competent coach yeah however they had multiple 12 men on the field sure did
1: <laughs> it's hard to get too excited so far when they keep doing crap like that I,
2: I mean there's just too many randos on the field though like i don't know how you avoid them to be honest there's yeah. too many too many too many moving parts in the preseason
1: Totally fair. I'm most excited for Pat O'Donnell, who I'm confident isn't terrible. That's that's all I'll say.
0: Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but after they signed Pat O'Donnell, his his number is 16. Yep. And I said his number is because he is 16 percent neck.
1: <laughs> he is, uh, <laughs> he, he he is part of the neck crew. That is very true. Um. Well, I did the math,
0: and if you measure neck from the base of the the skull down to the top of the traps he legitimately is oh, 16 <laughs>
1: that's awesome well done now the um, only question is is it longer than mike Lennon, and is it longer than merton hanks god damn it now i'm gonna have to go in and check glennon's neck that's why i said it so that you would do that for me <laughs> um i will say by, by the way this is just a good question for this observation um The punt god has one punt in the preseason and it went 82 (laughs) yards. And then the Bills cut the other punter um, (laughs) immediately, almost immediately.
0: My favorite part is the other punter's name is also Matt. So, like, everyone everyone had a very short heart attack. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder is where is Matt
1: Hack from? I have no idea where Matt Hack is from. I don't know because they're
0: (laughs) the greatest power lifter of all time, John Hack, is from Madison, Wisconsin. It's spelled the same. Just maybe, if maybe
1: they're related they're both i mean phenomenal well, athletes
2: the packers did pick up last year's well no wait but jorquez wasn't coming from the bills he was coming from the, the rams or oh, the dolphins oh it's the, oh, the, oh, the, it the rams the rams it was the rams yeah. right. he
1: was
0: cut by the bills so
2: well yeah. yes but then he went to the rams first so i was i was thinking it's the same circumstances it is not
1: yes and we should also mention as always punt god was the third punter drafted in the punt which, unacceptable which is so dumb really really stupid just so stupid <laughs> everyone paul you wrote
0: that whole article about that right or was yes. it just a tweet thread
1: uh, It might have been a tweet thread i think it was a tweet thread just about how he's the, he's you, the ph- philosophically correct punter um, you need to
0: put that in the show notes it
2: is a banger
1: okay i will put it in the show notes that sounds good
2: a philosophically correct punter yes. is <laughs> the name of my ska band <laughs> is it wait third wave ska third wave yes <laughs> uh Mark Potts asks, overall, I've been pretty impressed with Jordan Love's performance this preseason, but it does seem weird that Love seems to have more trouble throwing to the first level than the second or third. Are there any other quarterbacks who were like that in history? And what would be the cause of that? Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen did. Um, actually, Aaron did for a little while. Um, early and in And still,
2: Aaron still does... struggles to throw
0: screens. <laughs> yeah.
2: Was Favre good at that in the beginning? I mean, the guy threw so hard. I have to think yeah. he had trouble.
0: Um, Favre had trouble putting touch on the ball. Same with Jeff George. Um, they were accurate. They just threw the shit out of it.
1: Yeah, I think um, loves is a little bit different, and th- I think the cause of this is that he is very much a feel thrower. Um, when he is airing it out a little bit more, he can just kind of rely on his arm. Mechanics aren't quite as important with air under it, and you can see him on his short throws, like going through his thought process with his mechanics, and that he got he needs to stop that. That that is part of his problem. Like you can tell, it's like. One two three. Turn. Look. Arm back. Th- like that's. Hmm. That, he's very very robotic on the short throws, and he's very very much not on his longer throws. That's. I think the primary cause is he's just working through coaching and not not really letting himself just feel the throw, and he'd benefit from doing that. It happens once in a while. Uh, touch throws and deep throws and middle throws are all different, and those 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 short throws are a little tricky. It's like. Um, it, it's like trying to like uh, I have no my metaphor left me sorry I was gonna do something basketball hoop wise I was gonna say it's like shooting a free throw in your shack which I think maybe is actually kind of correct um it, it's tough to finesse that um on the short throws versus just kind of letting it rip so
2: yeah Brett Smith also says welcome back do you nice. guys think the offense will struggle at some point in the season yes. I mean yes yes
1: statistically it will. yes it, it always does um they, you know, they have the, they have a Saints game kind of every year, and they they play some good defenses, like they play Tampa and they play um, Buffalo, I think, off the top of my head, right? Yes. Um. Anyway, Matt's like, I'm not sure. You should have pulled. Up I'm the schedule. also I'm also not
0: sure. I we should have the schedule up. I don't have it memorized yet. I,
1: I believe those are the hard teams on the schedule, off the top of my head. So, um, when they play good defenses, they have often struggled, as all teams do, and I do think that they may have more trouble than normal against them because, like. They don't have a guy to just go out and win one-on-one battles, at least right now, like they have in the past. Um, Maybe somebody will turn into that. Maybe or Watson will be that guy. Maybe Alan Lazard will become super good all of a sudden. Who knows? But uh, they will get shut down at some point. It'll happen. There's too many new pieces on offense. There's going to be some chemistry problems. When they run into an elite defense, it'll be a problem for a bit.
0: Also, Aaron Rodgers on his two-hour Ayahuasca podcast with the guy who invented the fleshlight. Um uh, was complaining about how he doesn't like uh motion?
1: That did happen. That is that's true. G- that's going
0: to be a problem. <laughs> like,
1: There's a lot of motion in the offense. It's uh, Yeah,
0: which uh circling back to uh what um large robert said like the packers losing their identity late in the season they stopped doing motion.
1: That's true. That's true. They do have the Bucks, by the way, who had a good defense. They have the Patriots, who actually occasionally have a good defense, just because Bill can still do that. Mm. Um, they do have the Bills, who have a good defense. They have the Cowboys, who had the league's best defense by DVOA last year. Um, and they have the Eagles, who I think will have a pretty good defense. Um, and they have the Rams. Sneaky good. Rams, who have a good defense, too. So, a lot of good defenses.
2: Ryan Polakowski asks about Romeo Dobbs. His hype as the fourth wide receiver. Just right? Not much? or uh, Sorry, just right? Too much or not enough? Any chance that due to his late start, Christian Watson becomes the Jamon Moore to MBS and (laughs) ESP versus Dobbs and Tour? Uh, Well, I don't
0: don't think there's any chance of that. No, there's the From the realm of the degenerate gamblers, uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson have the exact same odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That they do. They are tied for yeah. Uh, ninth,
1: I believe they're plus fourteen hundred. If yes, if for you, for you scumbags out there. Hmm.
0: Um, Kenny Pickett is like plus five hundred because a QB always wins.
1: Yeah. Um, the hype on on Dobbs, I think, is appropriate because he is a fourth rounder and he has played like a first rounder, so he deserves a lot of hype. So it's fine. It's it's correct. Watson All will right. be fine. Jamon Moore was like a fourth or fifth rounder, and he's a he's a de facto first rounder. So, um, uh, I know he's a second rounder, but they had traded up. So he's de facto first rounder
0: hmm. well, In the same Play- way that Jordy was a second rounder or Devante was a second rounder. Like they were very high. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Playly <laughs> Joel Osmond asks, would it be worth signing JC Treader? So the Vikings or bucks cannot. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> a
0: good one. I like it. Uh, I think, think they're probably good at center, but I have a, uh, conspiracy theory that jc treader is getting blackballed
1: it's not a bad theory he's the head of the players association right
0: a a phenomenal one at that a very a very good advocate for the players and i think he's being blackballed it's weird that he's not on
1: the team because he is still good i'm i'm pretty sure of that. pro
0: bowl quality yeah
1: Uh, uh, anyway i actually be okay with signing him because i'm not sure the center situation is as good as maybe they think it is but no they don't have the cap space for it so but it's a crime jc's not on a team he really should be
2: Now, I don't know the machinations behind this, but I'm assuming as as the president of the Players Association, you have a term or tenure. Um, Does that does that expire because you are no longer employed as a player? I mean, it must. Right. On some level. So (laughs) if, if he's being you know, if if if. The league is getting together and saying he's too good a leader. We don't want him in there. They just don't sign him, you know, citing his age or whatever. I, I am, I, I'm just thinking this <laughs> up now. Like, in no way do I think there's a conspiracy because I haven't. don't I oh, yeah. no, no sports league yet. would ever blackball a player no, right, for union right, reasons. That's... Right, you know, or or any other reasons. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the the Colin Kaepernick league. So I, uh I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. Just asking questions, guys. Just asking questions. Well,
0: it's... his he was in the final year of a three-year contract and it was like a full-on big cap savings to get rid of him. And you know, you you got to pay the alleged sexual assaulter somehow. So saving $8 million against the cap was good idea for the
1: Browns, but
0: (laughs) they're they're like blah, blah, knee injury. That's like,
1: yeah. Okay. And this would be JC's age 31 season, which is, Often a decline age for offensive linemen, but I mean, it's the start. It's not the end. Careers are not over at thirty-one. So um yeah, it's it's it's. He definitely can't be the union head, uh a player rep anyway, if he's not a player. So, be interesting to monitor and see if, where he lands. Because... But he
0: got he got reelected in the same month he was cut. Yep. So <laughs> figure that out. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm
2: price Troson, uh is that a new patron i don't uh, i don't recall that name i believe
1: price is quite new uh, i believe he's a couple weeks old
2: all right very good price uh, assuming all of our predictions are correct which they are who who are you of course <laughs> who are you most nervous about getting ganked from the practice squad by another team i i don't know if that's yanked <laughs> or if that's lingo i don't know yet but uh i believe that apologies. is 90s
1: no, 90s slang for stealing all right.
0: Uh, no, Gank is actually uh gamer slang for stabbing someone. Oh. Well, it, oh. Okay. Like you assassinate someone, you gank not them. sure that works here though. No, it's I, I'm uh, pretty it's sure. World of Warcraft.
1: Old timey slang is different. Just if you have
2: uh in parentheses, if you have intel that other team executives listen to RAE, feel free to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um that's funny. I don't know. I, I have to give some thought. What do you do you have, a, do you have names? Practice squad. I think Torre, um,
1: <laughs> I actually do think he gets swiped if he is on the practice squad by some smart team, possibly the Ravens, who have no good receivers at all. Um, and Or, so, or if, some
0: team who needs a utility receiver, like, say, uh, Miami.
1: Yep. Uh, and T- Tyler Goodson, I don't think will... Um, I think he'll make the team, but if he's on the practice squad, I think somebody steals him, too. Sure. Uh, pass-catching running backs are quite valuable. Um, not sure about any, like, non-position players who... Would be that enticing. Like, uh, the, a lot of those guys are going to be seventh rounders, UDFAs. Uh, I think those are the two high profile ones I'd actually kind of care about a little bit. I could see like
2: a safety if they tried to sneak through Innis Gaines or something, although he's, yeah. I don't know. Um, a little bit of nfl experience some of the some of the bottom tier guys uh jd asks if david and elton are healthy what is the best five offensive linemen if they're not healthy who is the best who are the best five offensive linemen uh, so i think i think we said earlier what would be ideal if, if i'm assuming tom over newman in your guys's mind and then myers of course J, you know uh, yes. john runnin jr and then the guys on the wings that's the uh that's the that's the best version of themselves
1: uh, yeah i think that's right um without Bakhtiari and Jenkins uh, it's so hard I think I have Tom at right tackle then what I don't yeah and I think I have Yosh at left tackle Um. yeah okay and uh, still JRJ and Josh and then Royce Newman I guess Royce Newman
2: yeah it's got to be there's just no one else it could be well yeah uh, you, I mean it could be Sean you, Ryan you, right you
1: hope Sean Ryan becomes good but he's not yet so yeah
0: yeah, reports out of camp aren't exactly
1: not glowing on that one. No, yeah,
2: they're, well, he's had some good moments. He's had some moments. He hasn't, uh,
1: he has not been atrocious. But I think you know when you see a guy, the Packers take any offensive lineman that high. You're, you're, my immediate thought is, oh, they're doing it gonna again. Start. That guy's going to be great and step in and be fine, and we'll be like, how do the Packers keep doing it? And that's not how that's so, going so far.
0: It's worth noting. I don't. I, I like. I'm not doing this just to bug Jr. Um, but the the gods at EA have John Runyon at left guard. Um, okay, so they've got Bakhtiari left tackle, Runyon left guard, Myers Center, Royce Newman, right tackle or uh, right guard, and then right tackle uh Zach Tom. Hmm. So they think Bakhtiari's back, but Elton Jenkins but, isn't, isn't?
1: Yes. don't think that's, that's gonna happen.
0: yeah.
2: Don't think we're gonna see that particular combo. But um, uh, you they know? have.
0: They also have Elton Jenkins listed as a right guard. So I, I that one I, mean, I don't get. He can play they, everywhere,
1: so you know.
0: But haven't traditionally him and JRJ been opposites of where EA has them listed? Oh
1: yeah, you're right. Runyon's <laughs> Runyon is definitely left guard now. Like yeah. that's where he. But you're right. You're right. Traditionally that has been flipped.
0: So there you go. That's yeah. That is how EA has it predicted. Sean Griffin asks, uh, "So we
2: kind of touched on this: Is the hype around Dobbs real, or is he another camp star that will fade? You think he's real,
1: Paul?
0: Yeah, he'll fade. He ran a goal line fade, scored oh, a touchdown. Not. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whoa. No I, I th- no, I think he's real. Like I, I, I feel bad. I did kind of ignore him in the draft because he didn't have a real RS score, and part of my evaluation is the only looking guys who do. Um, but he, he's good. He's he is." Clearly good at getting open. That's the one thing you can say about Romeo Dobbs. Like, um, he has other faults in his game. He does need work on some things, but it's hard to teach that particular skill. He's a very advanced route runner for his age. He is also a good physical talent. Uh, hype is real here. This is not like Jared Boykin. He's an actual good receiver. <laughs> All right,
0: I'm just I am out here for every single time Paul has to praise a guy who wasn't on his radar. It it ticks
1: me off when I miss guys. It does. Like I, I got to start doing. And he's 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 a he fell for two reasons in my estimation. One of which is he was uh, a legit good Robs guy as a sophomore. I think he came out as a junior. Uh, whatever second last year he was he was really good if he would have come out there he'd been on my radar and then he got worse but he got worse in an interesting way that i should have noticed and um so i I passed him over and i shouldn't have but he actually numbered out pretty well and is clearly a good athlete so he's good all
2: right we are moving now to twitter questions starting with jonathan deal smart packers people have correctly picked their fatal flaw three years in a row pet and run schemes second cornerback special teams what is your early prediction this year?
1: All of the above. <laughs> this is why I'm I'm kind of high on them. Uh, a lot of these obvious ones I think are pretty much gone. I think they'll be good against the run. I think their their cornerback they're, two is not a problem. Cornerback like four, maybe five is a problem. That's better. Um, inside linebackers are good. The defensive line is good. It, it it's probably and, and they hired a very good special teams coach to fix this problem. Like they've addressed. They clearly understand their problems and have addressed them as well as possible. Even receiver, you lose Adams, that sucks, but they've invested both draft capital and free agent capital into trying to fix that. It's not necessarily going to work, but they they did try that. So I, I think the only real answer here is receiver. Um, it, it, they've been promising, but promising doesn't mean that it's going to translate over into actual play when they start playing real defenses that's that's the big question mark for this team and it's i think the only one that can really undo them uh, in terms of screwing them up to a substantial extent extent
2: i wonder if they have red zone difficulties because of how valuable devante was at getting off the line and just immediately creating space that was so often options one and two for aaron Rodgers and uh you know new guys new receivers like i wonder if that becomes a frustration early that this team struggles in the red zone or in you know in tight things like that
1: could be you know who's awesome in the red zone lazard yeah baby one of the yep. one of the best red zone dvoas um last year and over the course of his career uh he's good at using his size and just his kind of good route running skills to get open so um he's not everything but they do have a good go-to there if they if he looks that way.
2: All right. Uh, question from Sam. With the drafting of Quay along with Devondre, do you think we will see more two-linebacker looks this year compared to last year when it was just Devondre as the only linebacker? You're nodding yes. your head yes already. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Um, this The last quarter of the season last year, they, they sort of moved to that defense much more often than they did before. Chris Barnes played a ton. And now with Quay, I think that they will we'll make that more or less their base defense. I, I kind of think...
0: Chris Barnes wasn't bad. Like he, he sucked. Him, Come on. He wasn't bad. Like, like he wasn't Tyler or uh, Ty. He's,
1: well, <laughs> he's not Ty Summers. That's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, but Quay also with the athleticism that he has, I think that he can line up against tight ends. I, like, I, th- I, th- I think like... he
1: can too. I think that's why he's there. Um, and I mean, fundamentally while we always say running backs don't matter, but running game does matter. And, the Packers' inability to stop the run is has been a huge liability. The way it's been exploited by lots of teams in the NFL because a lot of teams have liked to run lights. And the way to combat modern offenses now, especially Shanahan-type offenses, is to have a linebacker who can at least competently cover tight ends and running backs. That's why Quay is there, and that's sort of the key to unlocking an elite defense. It's why Tampa often has one because they have those guys. It's uh, it's super important. It matters a lot uh Devonte wyatt
2: is kind of one of the stories this year uh, as a guy who has uh has not done well in in you know first first round pick so uh just saying devondre campbell's name made me think of Devonte wyatt yeah, yeah. what uh, do you have any concern there like I, I know that you know he's gonna have a chance to play behind some pretty big guys but like do you uh d- does that already raise alarm bells
1: first round guy who isn't popping uh it does for me I think he'll be okay. I, you know, he comes with a few red flags, uh, some 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 anger issues. Uh, I, I do wonder if he might be a little bit better in game scenario than in practice scenario. Um, but I'm not that worried about it because they have good people in front of him. Uh, he is mm-hmm. he's yeah. de- he's depth at this point. He can develop and learn, and um, it doesn't hurt him too bad. So it's not ideal, but it's not a big deal. Sure.
0: It's it is also worth noting that Wyatt prior to his. Uh, incidents was considered a top 10 talent.
1: It's um, why they got him. Yeah. 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 I just,
0: I still don't like that pick. I don't like it. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, we're now wrapping up here with discord questions. Always interesting. Yeah. yeah. Always weird. Uh, Jerry Eldred, This is not weird. This is a good question. Will the passing game be good or bad? Full stop.
1: It'll be good. They have Aaron and they have at least competent receiving options. It'll be a good passing offense. This is going to be a huge year for A.J. Dillon, don't you think? Like, Don't <laughs> yes. you think he just yeah, really... love A.J. this year. Love it. Yeah.
0: And that's also a huge year for why we think Tyler Goodson is making the team.
1: Yeah. Good pass catcher. Does almost die every time he runs between the tackles, but good pass <laughs> catcher.
2: All right, this is where it goes off the rails. Jonathan Deal asks, duty? Question mark. <laughs>
1: I assume, I assume that's for you, Matt. So I, yeah,
0: I promised Paul I wasn't going to bring this up until the very end. Yeah. Well,
1: we're pretty close to the
2: end, unless the last question, which is local pabs, simply not a question, just a gif saying yay, right. is something that we're going to engage with, which I'm completely confused by. But uh, we're we're done with questions. So yeah, this is your it. Madden corner. Congratulations. Well, okay.
0: So Matt, I'm very angry at Madden this year, more so <laughs> than my entire time ever playing madden since 2002
2: he rest in peace Mm -hmm.
0: um indeed the the very very long story short is the pc version did not get an update (laughs) to the current generation version and i'm a pc player so i'm essentially still playing madden 18 Uh so there's a bunch of very new and great things for the ps5 and xbox series x versions that i don't get as a pc player so i went through and rushed through the misadventures of fart mcduty uh and finished his first season quickly. And I did so well that the Packers offered me a contract that was 78% of the cap and it won't, the game will not allow me to sign it. I literally broke mad.
1: Good work. Way to break man. So um, John,
0: I, John boss can suck it.
1: Yeah. Why did why, boys? Why, why did you buy it? If it hasn't been up?
0: So that's the, the question though. No one has asked me yet. Like if I'm so mad at it, why did I buy it? Yes, it didn't. Um, I have EA play pro which is a yearly subscription Ah. um, to give me access to all of EA's games on PC. And my subscription date is December. So I have the option to play Madden for a while. And if it's terrible, I just won't re-up my subscription. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So I have canceled my payment method. And when December 3rd rolls around, I will no longer have access to Madden and I will not give one dang heck or
1: fart. Oh, and a related story. I'm mad because none of the bootleggers who update Tecmo Super Bowl every year have updated it yet for this year. So I don't have a current version so, of it. I've got a great... I know that I can do, go get ROMs, but I've, I'd rather have the cart.
0: But I'm saying I've got great news for you okay. in the updated version. Yeah. Um. Traditionally, Madden 08 has been the game that is modded to the like most recent version of Madden. Um. This year, someone put out a huge mod for 2K5. Oh really? 2K5. People people argue that's the best football game ever made. Yeah, two
1: K five is great.
0: Um, there is now a modernizing mod for two K five.
1: Nice. Okay, I might actually check that out. Cool. All right, we're done. <laughs> Video games done. Um, before we go, Jr. Do you have anything to plug?
2: You know, I thought he said his French sucked, but like that was complete foreign language to me. Yeah. I'm uh,
1: uh, glad
2: to be through it. Mm-hmm. I feel reanimated. Uh, I don't have anything really good to plug. We're uh <laughs> It's uh it's a little little slow, but we're going to launch it of course Packers season. There's lots going on. Packersnews.com, Packersnews.com, jsonline.com. We're following the Brewers till the bitter end, which always feels like it's going to be a little sooner than later this year, but uh they're still in it. So uh so doing like a daily daily standings update, taking a look at some of the other players in the uh in the race for this last playoff spot in the National League and uh you know Doing doing some brewer stuff here and there. We're gonna look at the attendance, which has been way, way down this year. Yep. Uh, a little bit later this week. And and there's there's uh there's there are a few irons in the fire. But uh no nah, man, other than that, it is uh, it has been uh, it has been a chill a chill period of time here for the uh the old trending sports reporter at the uh at the <laughs> journal
1: snow. I'm sure more things will be trending quite shortly.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Badgers are coming up soon. Yep. Obviously the Packers, it's it's all gonna floodgate's about to open. Bucks are playing exactly. in Abu Dhabi? I mean,
1: weird stuff. Yeah, weird world. <laughs> Legitimately. Matt, do you have anything?
0: Um, I ratioed a former NFL GM today. You did. It was a good one. <laughs> Which one? Would you
1: like to discuss it in more detail than that? Was it Lombardi? Which one? It was uh, not Lombardi. Ra- Randy Mueller? It was Randy Mueller. Uh, oh, okay. for-
0: Former GM of the Saints. Um, He won NFL Executive of the Year in 2000, specifically because he wasn't Mike Ditka. Yep. That's why he won. Because of um, death. He drafted the only Pro Bowler he drafted, I believe, was a fullback. Um, he got fired after two years. He traded Ricky uh, Ricky Williams, Williams. who uh, ran for eighteen hundred yards immediately after being traded. Hmm. Um, he was bagging on Rodgers for missing OTAs when literally twenty minutes before had tweeted that it was okay for Tom Brady to, to miss miss, OTAs. miss eleven days of practice. Yeah, <laughs> and so I I would him
1: for a tweet that just um, happened.
0: Yeah, which is and, beautiful and uh, ratioed the living hell out of him.
1: Yeah, so good. I do like good Matt Revenge. Okay. <laughs> good times. Um, as, as for me, um, I will be writing for the Shepherd Express again this year, and I'll have my first column up next week after the preseason is done. Um, Of course, still write for Acme Packing Company, where I did lots of previews of wide receivers and th- quarterbacks yeah. and things of that nature. Um, and, uh, of course, do the Tailgate podcast as well, which... Like J.R.'s coverage of the Brewers will follow them till the bitter end, which may come sooner rather than later, because oh, the brutal stretch right now where they play only good teams while the Cardinals play like Little League teams and just destroy the well, living hell out of them. And
2: Yeah, well, the Brewers were playing some Little League teams, too, and not beating them, whereas the Cardinals not. are That's, sweeping theirs. You are
1: correct about that. The, the Brewers kind of farted away their chance against the bad teams. So not great. <sighs> Although something um,
2: just happened. So. Yeah, oh, it, it wasn't. It was a bad thing, but this game's over. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to point out, and, and I, I imagine that most people who listen to this have probably already read pretty much everything you've put out into the Acme Packing Company space. But if the, the one off-season thing, if you're if you're like just catching up, you gotta read Paul's breakdown of Romeo Dobbs. We've touched on some of it and why, you know, why he's he's potentially very much a real deal but i loved the breakdown there were so many aspects to it it was really well done really in depth and really should get people excited about what the brewer's have or Brewers, cheese look at that uh, what the packers <laughs> have here uh with this uh with this fourth rounder it's gonna it's uh it's really good
1: well thank you jr i'll put that in the show notes and uh i, I got uh doug farrar like a few weeks ago Wrote a thing up on how Romeo Dobbs is super good and asked the question in his tweet promoting his article. Uh, somebody's going to have to explain to me, like I'm a fifth grader, why Romeo Dobbs lasted to the fourth round. And like thirty people sent him my article. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was yours.
0: Fun. Your article was also getting passed around on Reddit. Yeah. So like, not just the Packers subreddit. Always Reddit
1: good. Side. All right. Indeed. Well, that'll do it for us. Now that the Packers play Kansas City in their final preseason game on Thursday. It will be. Nobody of consequence except Jordan Love. Uh, and then we, we kick things off with the Minnesota Vikings shortly thereafter. And we'll, of course, have podcasts up until then and through the season. So uh, we will see you all next week.